0: This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game.
1: Coming to you from the crossroads of industry knowledge and business innovation, this is the weekly blitz hosted by me, Coach Chris Cotton from Autofix Auto Shop Coaching. The weekly blitz is the show that supercharges your auto repair business knowledge, helping you navigate the labyrinth of the automotive world, giving you the tools and the tips you need to steer your business to success. Each week, we deliver an episode jam-packed with insider know-how, industry developments, practical business strategies, and surprising things you didn't know you didn't know. The Weekly Blitz is brought to you by my great friends, Brian and Kim Walker over at Shop Marketing Pros. If you want to take your shop to the next level, you need great marketing. Their work looks professional and gets results. Besides, let's face it, this is an amateur hour, folks. Stop trusting the livelihood of your family and your employees to marketing amateurs and start with the true professionals in the industry. Shop Marketing Pros does top-tier marketing for top-tier shops. Learn more at SharpmarketingPros.com forward slash Chris.
0: All right. Well, I'm I'm glad that we can do this podcast together. This is something that stemmed out of our uh, Facebook group, uh, the Auto Retail Marketing Mastermind. And for those of you who are listening who are not in that group, go check it out. Facebook.com and then just do a search for Audrey Fair Marketing Mastermind. You must be a shop owner or manager to to get in that group. There was a question that was posted by Cheryl Brown. And Cheryl said, I'm curious to learn what other shops do for marketing in the slower months. From the end of December to March, I've been tossing around the idea of mailers. Thoughts? Suggestions? Thanks. I encourage you saw that post and you commented on it with some pretty good discussion. You know, what are your thoughts when you hear a question like that?
1: Well, so first of all, thanks for, for having time and taking time to get with me. I know this was posted in August and here it is the end of September. We've been trying to find a time to get together to actually make this work. I, I think it's a great question and it was a timely question. She asked it in August, so I think that's great. She was looking forward to the end of the year. But when somebody asked me that, my first question is is like, okay, Are all the other things in your business working well? Or what can you do from a car count standpoint, average estimate standpoint, average repair order standpoint to make sure you're maximizing that before you go into the marketing side of that question?
0: You know, it's funny. I actually just wrote a blog post. The title of it is something to the effect of how to know when you're not ready for marketing. And it's about all of those things that you're talking about right now. We'll have a podcast. It's probably going to be the next episode, actually. It might be the one after that. So it'll be within one or two episodes of this one. And it'll be on that topic of how to know when you're not ready for marketing. And, you know, shop owners and just small business owners in general, I know that I used to fall into this. Anytime that things weren't really great in the business, the first thing I started looking at was marketing. But marketing isn't always the thing that you just go to fix the problem. Sometimes there's some business practices there that may need to be fixed first.
1: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. So if your average estimate is not to goal, or your average repair order is not to goal, then those are things we need to fix first. But the other thing we have to do is make sure that we have this on the marketing calendar. And I know we're both proponents of, of always being marketing or making sure that we're on the plus side of that. Cause I, you know, one thing is I was just in a 20 group meeting and one of the guys in our 20 group was like, yeah, Things were really busy and so I just shut off all marketing for the months of May, June and July and I'm like, oh my gosh, I I about had a heart attack in the room when he said that and he goes, and now we're having to turn it all on. So for first of all, don't ever turn it all off, right? I mean, you're a better person to talk about than, than I am as far as always be branding, but it's an interesting thing and I've seen it in the industry for years and years and years where people just get to some point and just shut it off. I, I don't know why.
0: Yeah, I actually I just recorded an episode a few episodes back titled "Stop Stopping," and you know it's not just about marketing; it's about everything in life. I was in a this you call it a man's camp that I went to, like a boot camp kind of thing. And one of my big takeaways from it was was to stop stopping, and it was in everything. It was you know with my my diet, my working out, you know all of these because I'm. I mean, gosh, I've been overweight all my life, you know, but I get to a place where I'm, I'm still overweight, but comfortable, you know, so I'll diet down to that. And then when I get comfortable, I stop and, you know, we do the same thing in our business with, with marketing and managing our KPIs and just doing all of the things that we have to do in our business. There'll be a problem, and then we'll start doing everything the way we need to until we get comfortable again, and then we stop doing it. And especially in marketing, if you do that, you're never going to grow. You're just going to ride this roller coaster. If you ever look at a a roller coaster, there's an average height in there somewhere of that roller coaster. And if every time you ride this marketing roller coaster to the top and you shut off your marketing, well, you're never going to grow because you're bringing it down to the bottom again before you can actually get past that high point. Right.
1: Right. And really, when I talk to shop owners, I tell them when they move from working in their business to working on their business, there's really three things that they have to, or that I think they're in charge of and really have to pay attention to. Now, there are other things under those, but three main things. So one is making sure you have the car count to be successful. And a lot of people think, I need more, I need more, I need more, but you need the right amount for your processes and procedures to allow you to do what you need to do. So that's why I say, not more car count, but car count to be successful. Number two is you have to make sure that you're taking care of your internal customers, which is your employees. And three, you have to be on good financial footing to to make sure that you can keep the doors open, the family's happy, work-life balance, all of that. When I'm thinking about the car count and the correct car count, I'm gonna throw this back to you and say, okay, if we're setting up a marketing calendar And in my mind, I'm thinking of the way we used to do it a couple of years ago. But for you now, like we're doing this the end of September, by what month should I be planning for if I'm in September? Like is that three months down the road, four months, six months? And then how far back do you have to go to plan for November, December, January?
0: Well, in a perfect world, you're planning your marketing on a a yearly uh, you know, basis. This is around the time of year where you're going to start thinking about your marketing plan for the following year. And it's a September, October. And of course, you know, once you get into November, you're getting a little late, but a lot of people will do their planning in November and some in even December. But the big thing is, is to make sure that you actually do that planning. And when you're planning, you want to plan out the entire year and you can go back and you can look at the peaks and valleys throughout the year and You can adjust your your marketing during those times. You know, there are times where you get so busy that there are particular types of marketing that you may want to back off on. If you're scheduling three or four weeks out, then maybe you don't want to go as heavy on your Google AdWords, which is going to get people in the door like right now. But you want to adjust your marketing to be doing more of the what I call things to build equity your marketing, your search engine optimization, the stuff that gets people to know, like, and trust you, you know, to, to be doing more of that leading into the peaks of the year, I should say. And then when you're leading into the valleys of the year is when you want to ramp up the marketing that gets people in right now. And then of course, if you can do the things in your business that will allow for the growth, maybe it's an expansion of the shop, maybe hiring that additional tech or two to where when things are great, you can still be pouring the fuel on the fire to get people in. You know, even during those peaks, because that's how you're going to, to grow. But when we talk about, you know, this question that Cheryl asked, we're, we're making some assumptions here because we don't know Cheryl's business. She may have a great average repair order. She may have the right car count. You know, she may have her profit margins dialed in. We don't we don't know any of that. So as the marketer. When I have somebody that's asking about marketing during the slow times of the year, the thing that I always think about is, how's your marketing as a whole? Because we, we love marketing around holidays and stuff like that. It's fun stuff that you can do with that. But if you have to do it, like if you're having to market around the holidays or if you're having to market around particular times of the year because they're slow, I always wonder, is there something that's not optimized with the marketing that you're just doing day in, day out throughout the year? And and I answered Cheryl, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read like verbatim what my reply was in this in the Facebook group. I said, making sure your marketing is rock solid every other day of the year will make the biggest impact during the holidays. Holiday specials like Toys for Tots and other ideas like that are great, and they give you content for your campaigns. But really, even though we love talking about the fun marketing stuff like this. The boring stuff you do every day is the best thing to fill in slow times. Make sure your SEO and Google ads are optimized as best as possible. Make sure your website a true authority on the topic of auto repair in your geographic area. Use your social media channels to share things that will get people to know like and trust you and your team. read the book they ask you answer and put what you learn into action. Do these things and you'll be doing holiday campaigns because it's fun not because you need to. If all of this is in place, then have a blast with the holiday marketing. It can be really fun to do. Jim Walker always has great ideas for this stuff. Timing is about right for a podcast, too. Thanks for the great topic of discussion. And, of course, we're doing that podcast now. And Jim is going to be doing one on the, the fun holiday marketing ideas. Like, we got Halloween coming up, doing truck treats and stuff like that. But, you know, that's always the, the question that I have is... If you're needing the market for around a particular time, what does your marketing look like every other day of the year?
1: No, that's pretty cool. One of the questions I always have is about lag time. Like if you're doing, say, mailers, like they say, I think you got to send your mailers out, you know, religiously for three months before you even see the first one back and then continue from there. So how much lag time or or can you give us kind of like maybe a rule of thumb on lag times for some of the marketing so that, okay, we need to start in April to have an effect on Halloween or something like that.
0: Yes, it's typically a sixty to day, sixty to ninety day cycle that we see in lag time, but that's sixty to ninety days from the time that you actually start doing it, not sixty to ninety days from the time that you start planning it and that's right. what gives people a lot of times is you know they'll they'll say, "Oh well, I've got ninety days, and they're ninety days out and they haven't actually even thought about what they're going to to do. Your your shop should be working off of a marketing plan. And that plan has got that lag time built into it. And you know what you're going to be doing at at every time during the year. think back to when I had my business and we, you know, we marketed our shop and we had some great success, but we weren't really marketers then. You know, we were still, we were still learning this. And if you go back to our episode two of, of our podcast, the auto repair marketing podcast, you get to hear our story. Marketing is one of those things that we kind of fell into and, you know, it just turned out that, that when we went all in on it, we were really good at it. But, you know, when, when we did have our shop, we had success, but there were a lot of things that we didn't get right. And that was one of them. It was planning things too late for, for that lag time, as you call it. And I remember it would be every year around Thanksgiving, we would be thinking about sending out a Christmas card. Man, that's too late. Yeah. You know, we needed needed to be preparing for that in early October. So that lag time is real.
1: Yeah. And so one of the things that best practice wise, when I'm talking with shop owners on how to overcome this is we talk about time blocking and what they need to do to make sure that they set time aside so that they can go and work on their marketing calendar and do these things. Can you think of any best practices from your side of it, from the marketing standpoint? You know, I know a lot of times the holdup on the marketer side is the shop owner hasn't approved or hasn't sent pictures over, but what are some best practices that shop owners can can do to make sure that they help out their marketing company as best as possible?
0: Gosh, talk to them. <laughs> That's one of the most difficult things to do is get people to, to actually talk to us. You know, shop owners are notoriously running around with their hair on fire. Even the good ones, like, you know, the best owners still find themselves like that often. And it's very difficult for them to give the time to their marketers that they need. That is probably the ultimate best practices. Make the time to talk to your, your marketers. You know, we need to talk to our clients a couple of times throughout the month, usually. And the, the shops that make the time for us, they always have the best results in their marketing. And the ones that never make the time for us, They'll still have results, but they could have been so much better, right?
1: And and so I know because I work with you guys. We do a lot of stuff together, and we have a lot of clients in common. You know, I know Danny from your team. When we're talking on the phone, we set up an appointment for the next meeting we have, whether it be next month, two months, three months down the road, and all that's preset. It goes on to the goes onto my my Google Calendar. How many? shop do you think make that appointment with Danny and probably don't follow through and keep it percentage wise?
0: Probably gosh, I would bet 30, 30, 35% uh, don't okay. follow through. You know, sometimes they will follow through, but they don't follow through at the right time, you know, at the at the time that was originally scheduled. And, you know, a lot of times when we're when we're rebooking appointments, we're only thinking about us when we do that. We're not thinking about the other people that are involved. Danny wrote the tight schedule. Danny's talking to 40 to 60 people uh, a month. She should be talking to 60 people a month. But inevitably, there's going to be 20 of them that don't show up, never even make the appointment in some cases. But she has a lot of people that she's going to talk to every month. And then she has to relay that information back to the marketing team so that we can do the things that, that need to be done. You know, when when they don't make that time that they've scheduled, it can, it can not only impact Danny, but even the... The marketers who are thinking, okay, I'm going to be getting information about, you know, XYZ automotive that I'm going to need to do. And they have that on their schedule to get it done. And then they can't because the shop owner doesn't show.
1: And I just see that a lot with shop owners, like when it comes to hiring and other stuff. But I know from from my aspect, Danny and I have the meeting. She reports, brings her ideas. I bring my ideas. Then she takes those and follows up with your team. And then she, whatever, gathers all that information, then follows back up with me so that I know what content I need to create and what I need to do and everything that followed through. If we're talking about timelines and lag time, if you can't make those meetings or you make them late, then it just throws the whole process off. And then again, your marketing goes out 45 days late and you can't figure out why you didn't get that out. So it's like full, full circle for sure.
0: Yeah, and you know that's just the people that are working with marketers. Also, there's if there's going to be a ton of our listeners here that are they're not working with a marketing team. They're doing these things them themselves. That's why they're listening to, you know, in our case, you know, our, our podcast. Anyway, if you're listening to ours, you know, for those of you who are listening and don't know, this podcast is going to be put out on Chris's podcast, which is the Weekly Blitz with Chris Cotton, and also uh, our podcast, the auto-repair Marketing Podcast. You know if you're listening to it from the auto marketing podcast and you're probably there to learn about marketing and a large number of you are actually doing these things yourself and the biggest thing that you can do that will make your job easier throughout the year with your marketing is to to have that plan and and we create a lot of resources if you go to shopmarketedpros.com forward slash blog on the left side of the page You'll see a, a column there that has some resources in it. And one of them is about creating a marketing plan. And I, I wrote this guide on how to create a real world marketing plan, and I, uh, specifically about I call it a real world marketing plan, because when people think about marketing plans and business plans and all of that, it, it can be pretty intimidating because they're thinking about it from the standpoint of like how an MBA in college would do it because that's how, that's how people teach you to do these things. But the problem with those is you create that plan, you'll never use it. If you actually even get through the process of creating it, because it's just this overcomplicated thing that it isn't really helpful in the, in the end. You know, whereas the, the way that I've got this spelled out, it's, it is a real world guide to a common sense marketing plan that is easy for you to create and it's easy for you to follow so, so that you will actually follow it. And, and if you do that, it makes it so much easier because, I mean, we're talking about September right now. So in September, you're going to be doing your marketing that's for December, maybe even January in some cases. And then, you know, when you have those things like the state fair, and I don't know what it is about state fairs, but I hear from so many shop owners that the state fair impacts their business. And it did ours when we had our shop in uh, Apex, North Carolina, the the North Carolina state Fair was right down the street from us and it killed our business. So we started doing some some things to market around that time. And you know, we were able to, to to see some good results from that. I was talking earlier about your overall day-to-day marketing when you have to market around those things. Well, there are some things that you do actually have to market around, but you can normally plan ahead for those things. But if the state fair is in October, and it's September when you're thinking about it, you're too late. Too late. You know that's yeah. something that you want to be looking at in July, and and planning for that, and taking the actions then that are going to make that marketing a success in October. And that'll all be in your plan. Without a plan, you're you're sitting there every month trying to guess what should I be working on right now. With the plan, it's all spelled out. This is what I should be working on. These are all the steps that I need to take. That's going to be the end result.
1: Well, and so this is the thing that gets me right. And, and you said earlier, you said something about shop owners overcomplicating things, which we do 100%. We overcomplicate things. But also, it's like somebody coming to you and be like, oh, Chris, I couldn't buy my kids enough Christmas presents because I didn't have enough money. Well, Christmas comes the same time every year. I could probably go out and Google it and tell you what Christmas Day in 10 years from now is going to be. Same thing with the state fair, same thing with Halloween, same thing with Thanksgiving. And if you are not doing a marketing calendar for next year and then working on or at least thinking about it, it's nobody's fault but your own. I'm sorry. You know, got to got to beat everybody up a little bit on it. But you it's your job to make sure that the, the right amount of cars are in the shop. And if you're not doing that, unfortunately, you're kind of failing. You're failing yourself. You're failing the the families of your employees and and your family. So just a, a somber throat punch to everybody out there that's not doing it this way. <laughs> so
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean it's more than than just about marketing also. You know, it's when you want to grow your business, it can't be just a one. You know, there has to be a, a plan there. You know, you need to know how many cars can you service before you're going to need to add another technician. How many technicians can you have before you're going to need to add another bay. At what point do you need to invest in the new alignment machine? You know, at what point are you working with a coach, hopefully, early on? You know, all of that can be written out in a a plan. I mean, gosh, everything in life, you know, your personal finances. If you don't plan for what's going to happen with them, that money is just going to go away. It's really about having a great plan and then executing that plan. Right.
1: But again, you have to make time for the plan. You have to time block it. And, and make sure it's available. And I will tell you, your time blocking for marketing is one of the most important time blocks to do. You need to teach your employees that when the boss is in their office working on the marketing plan, hopefully at least once a week for at least an hour, that they're not to be interrupted. Tell, tell people about time blocking and what
0: you mean by that and how they do it.
1: So the big thing is like, if you look at my calendar and I know Brian's, because again, everybody has a Google calendar. Everybody has the Apple calendar, whatever they, whatever they call theirs. A lot of people try to block off too much stuff in the beginning. They're going to, they're going to block off like a whole week or a full day or two full days. But I always tell people try to block off an afternoon first or a morning. A lot of the time blocking comes in when, when shop owners want to work from home a little bit. And I always tell them, Make sure you do it in the morning from home. Don't go to the shop in the morning and then try to get home to do the time blocking in the afternoon because something will always come up and you'll never be able to do it. Let's just start with a time block in the morning. So even my time blocks, I get up in the morning, I have like my wake up time, I have my read the books and the other things that I read. And then on top of that, I have workouts and then the actual start of the day. So maybe you want to do that. Maybe you want to, The owner gets up at 5.30, the owner goes through and eats breakfast, the owner gets to the shop, shop owner spends an hour helping everybody get open. And then after that, the owner has like 90 minutes to work on the marketing plan. And then another task after that, and then that's the morning. Just start with that. Just start with half a day in the morning, whatever you want to do. I guess my big thing about time blocking is don't try to do too much. Start small, start with half a day, start with the important stuff. And then when you do that for two months without fail, then fill out the rest of that day. And then when you do that for two months without fail, then add another day on either side of it and then work into filling out the rest of the calendar.
0: Yeah, I know that the time blocking is important for me because you know I'm the one that produces about 80% of the the content. That shop market in pros, and I'm not talking about the social media, you know, stuff. I have a a team that does that, but I'm talking about the blogs, the podcasts, the videos. I do more than 80% of that. And if it's not on my calendar, it will not get done. You know, the the podcasts in their specific time on the calendar each week for recording the podcast. And look, we're not perfect. There are times where things have to to respect the time block, but there are times where something will. You don't know, have to take the place of that on my calendar, but for the most part, I follow the time blog. I have certain times that I'm writing articles, you know, I might write a blog post that, it, it, and, well, I mean, I, I have time on my calendar to write a blog post. I have time to write an article for a industry publication and those things are on the calendar each month. I have planning time on my calendar for planning out the content that I'm going to be creating. Then when it comes time for shooting the videos, I have a videographer that I work with that we get that on the calendar. It is blocked out and that is exactly where we record those videos. But without doing that, the stuff just wouldn't get done.
1: And I understand that, right? Life happens and things get in the way, but you need to try to stick to your block 85% of the time if you can. But again, if you never start, you're never going to finish. You have to make the commitment and really... When I, when we talk about time blocking, I also call that you're making appointments with yourself and, and your business is important. You're important. The things you need to get done are important and you need to do that. One of the things I have shop owners all the time. They're like, well, I need to go work out in the, in the morning, but I can't. And then I feel bad because I, I don't go, you know, if I go work out during the day, um, I feel like my employees will see that. But, uh, you know, I tell shop owners all the time, it's like, you need to work out. You need to keep yourself physically and mentally going. And so you block your time out for your weekly workout or whatever, or daily workout and just make it happen. There's no shame in being an owner and you got to do what you got to do in or- order to uh, be successful.
0: A couple episodes back, I recorded with a a guy named Scott Rusnick. And Scott wrote a book called The Entrepreneur's Field Guide, and he actually recommends that your workouts be part of your work week. He has fifty hours a week blocked out for what he calls his, his work hours, and inside of that are his workouts because he knows that the workouts are so integral to the success of his business that he just he makes it part of his work week. It is blocked out. He even has some time blocked in there for doing. Some activities that he enjoys, like surfing, he will go do that in the middle of the workday to clear his head because he knows that when he gets back from doing that, he's going to be more productive. He's going to be more creative. And overall, he's going to put out a better product for his clients if he is doing that, if he's taking care of himself. So like, like Chris said, you have no shame in that. Enjoy those perks of being the owner, but take care of yourself. Because when you take care of yourself, it's going to be better for your employees. It's going to be better for your clients. It's going to be better for you and your family.
1: Absolutely, and that's why we're owners, right? Like to have these freedoms and to be able to do that. Again, we're doing the peer group meeting this this past weekend, and uh, some of us got together and played golf on Friday. It was a gorgeous um, golf course, Ozark National in Branson. If anybody's ever been there, and I did a video that. I haven't decided if I'm going to share on social media or not, but it was really like, hey, like you, if you're a shop owner and you're not doing these things, then then what do you have to do in order to make this possible and really get where you want to be with the work-life balance and everything else? Like,
0: whole different topic though. This has been good, Chris. Any, any last words?
1: Yeah, I was trying to figure out, I just did a a podcast. I was trying to figure out which number this was so that I could get this out, but it was talking about mental health and physical health and things like that. I'll have to get it. Maybe we can put it in the show notes. We'll have the, it in the show notes. The, the, the big thing is if you're 30 days or less from the time you're worried about marketing, you're too late. You have to make sure you put it on the calendar. If you're already hearing this and you're concerned about Halloween, I'm sorry, you're late. But the good thing is, is there's going to be Halloween next year and you can go ahead and put it on there now to start thinking about that in August, right? If not a little bit earlier, you can go to next year and do that. Think forward, time block. Also, make sure that you're working and driving on what's important to the business and don't get bogged down in all the stuff that you don't need to be doing. Also, I would say if it's a big concern and you don't, you can't find yourselves Doing a lot of those tasks, or if you're taking it on and can't get it done, there are great companies out there like Shop Marketing Pros that can help you with that and maybe alleviate some of that stress. And really, um, deep down, you know what you need to do. Hey, Brian, for, uh, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. I really enjoyed this, and and I'm I'm anytime we spend time together, I feel better, uh, I feel smarter. Uh, but any la- any last or final thoughts for the group? you
0: know I think I think one of the things that we were really getting down to in this in this episode was about making sure that the foundations are right. you know and the foundations being your foundational marketing, you know focus on that before you start trying to focus on marketing around particular holidays or particular times of the year. You want your marketing that you're doing every day of the year to be as on point as it could be, but then also your business practices to make sure that they're great you know because you if if you're not answering the phone right then you're missing out on the potential clients that you've already got or you know that you that you already have calling you at least um you could be missing out on that or if you're not inspecting every car making the most of every car that comes in if you're uh if your sales skills are not you know where they need to be like get back to the basics the foundations because that's going to make it where you can have more success off of the cars that you've already got, you know, rather than having to be in this position where throughout the year you have these abs and flows that you need to try to fill in.
1: That's awesome. Again, thanks for coming on. And I, I, I know our, our schedules are crazy. I think we're going to hook up in Vegas when we're there. Look forward to seeing you there.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. Awesome.
1: Thank you. I truly believe in the power of knowledge and collaboration to drive success, and I trust that the insights we've shared today can empower you to take your auto repair business to the next level. We're incredibly grateful for all of our listeners. Your commitment to learning, growth, and improvement is what keeps us doing what we do, and we never forget that. We also want to thank our incredible sponsor, Shop Marketing Pros, for making the show possible. Their dedication to the success of independent auto repair shops like yours is truly unparalleled. Shop Marketing Pros provides top-tier marketing for top-tier shops just like yours. Remember, success doesn't come to you. You have to go out and get it. It's about making strategic decisions, fostering effective management, and continuously seeking to educate yourself and your team. That's what the Weekly Blitz is all about, and we're committed to being a resource for you every step of the way. Join us next week as we continue to provide actionable insights, expert advice, and real-world stories from the trenches of the auto repair industry. Don't forget to subscribe, share this podcast with fellow shop owners, and leave us a review if you enjoyed today's episode. And as always, if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to tackle in an upcoming episode, please get in touch with Chris at autofixsos.com. Your input is what shapes the show. Until next time, I'm Coach Chris Cotton signing off. Keep your gears running smoothly. Keep learning and keep growing. Remember, in this business, every day is a chance to get better. Here's to your continued success. As always, it's time to rise and grind. And as I said earlier today, hashtag, subtle throat punch. Have a great day, everybody. You've been listening to the Weekly Blitz with Coach Chris Cotton on the aftermarket Radio network.com. Follow Chris on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes.
0: Chris is all for Advancing the Aftermarket.